to Let's Talk. Well, let's talk. Well, let's talk. What are we talking about? Today, we're going to talk a little bit about parenting styles. Okay. All right. So, um, let's make it interesting. And whoever's listening, you can also uh, follow along and figure out your parenting style. Yeah. And you can actually uh, uh, send us some questions on um, that might help you out. Send us some questions that might um, help you out. I, it went better in my head than I said it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can see what, that. What part of parenting <laughs> skills are we talking about? <laughs> oh, you're so funny. Okay. So. Class clown. Whatever. I was good at it. Good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, first off, I want to start out talking about. Uh, we are by no means any experts in this field. No, I don't know that there are experts in the parenting field. Some Every child is different. Yeah, whatever. This is true. Every child is different. Every situation is different. So um, we're going to start by saying that we have two kids. They are three and four months. So, yes. I mean, you know, take this with a grain of salt. <laughs> we're here. <laughs> um, and also... I want to talk about and drama. I don't even know if you have heard. I, I might have said something about it to you just because of um, my recent comments on Facebook. But um, when was that? Monday. Aaliyah was sick, so she did not go to school. Anyone who does not know, Aaliyah attends the school that I work at. So our regular routine is that I take her to school, of course. I take the baby to daycare. We go to school. Get out the car, take her to free school, and I continue to my office. Mm-hmm. Um, Monday was different because she was not with me. Yeah, she stayed with me. She stayed at home with daddy, and I looked back, I swear, like five, six times before I walked away from that car <laughs> because I was like, I'm so used to getting my baby out of the car, and she's not here. Um, and then when I got ready to leave, it felt weird to leave the building, and she's not with me. It was just so weird the whole time. Right. And so I posted on Facebook about how I don't understand how people leave their kids in the car. You know, we go through the summertime and people, you start seeing those stories of some baby or, you know, kid who was left in the car in the heat and was injured or even worse may have died. And I just think it's insane. And I couldn't imagine going through that. Um, no judgment zone, but, you know, I just it, it, that's hard to. Fathom. Yeah, um, you're not by yourself because it would be hard for me to leave. Aaliyah. Well, when we had Aaliyah, when we first, first, <laughs> when Aaliyah was, was still um, um, a young infant, it was kind of hard for me to even think about leaving her in the car, mm-hmm. especially after hearing all the other horror stories about people leaving their kids in the car and to die. Yeah, and then you have those like, um, tips and stuff where people like post tips on in order not to leave your child in the car put your purse in the back seat so that you look back for your purse so you mean to tell me you look back for your purse but not your child I don't understand yeah. but I mean priorities are way different I, I don't understand that now. I don't get it maybe someone can uh, hey if you're listening on the Anchor app then just press that little button where you can record an audio clip let us know if um, you've experienced that for one and also, let us know how that goes. Like, I mean, I don't want to be one-sided if there is some other 
view to this, but it's hard to see the other view. Mm. Um, and, you know, people do say, like, I can see it because, you know, the parents are busy. You got a lot going on. Da, 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 da. And so, yeah, yeah. that's your child. <laughs> that's your child. So I would like to hear both sides. If there's another side, hey, I'm, I'm open to yeah. listening. Um, but right now I can be honest and say 100 percent. I don't see it. I don't see how it's acceptable um, and how pe- some people excuse it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying I don't see how it can happen to someone because I I do know that people can get really one track, what you know, or schedules can change, whatever. I mean, I am used to every single day my kids are with me. And so that means every time I get out of my car, I am getting them out of the car. And so it's a routine. And so I think that for me, it's easy to just be like, I don't see how you can forget your kids in the car. But there may be maybe a parent out there who is not used to that routine. They don't have their kids every day. They don't have their kids well, on, on a regular basis. And they. Because I don't have the kids all the time. You have them all the time. And every every once in a while, I go pick them up. I take them here and there. And they're, they're with me. But I never forget they're in the backseat. Well, I've had a friend who has told me she she changed jobs. She's working. I don't, I don't know the whole situation, but anyway, she didn't leave her kids in the car. Let me just start by saying that. But um, she did say she got to work and looked back and was like, my kids are still in my car. She forgot to take them to daycare. Um, so it, ultimately, that means she forgot they were in the back seat. Yeah. Um, so she did look back there for something. So, I mean, you never you just never know someone's full story and their full whatever. So I don't want to make this sound like I'm judging someone who I don't know, first off, <laughs> if that has happened to you. But at the same time, just kind of voicing my my view on it, in my opinion. And I would like to know I don't the other see. side of that. Yeah, I, would like I think it would be an um, interesting conversation. Yeah. But um, that led me to look up a little bit. So there is a um, website called kidsandcars.org, kidsandcars.org. And it says, on average, 38 children die from heat-related deaths after being trapped inside vehicles. That is insane. That's We're talking, um, I'm, I believe this is talking yearly. So it says, in 2018, 51 um, children died by vehicular heat stroke in 2018 and 43 in 2017. Um, that just seems like That's really, really high. That's extremely high. Really, really high. Um, I, I, again, I'm, I don't understand that. Especially if it's hot outside. And you already know that there have been other stories, other situations where Children have died being left in the car. Yeah. So, guys, and, uh, just, again, just look we back for your kids. We don't know other people's situations. We don't know, but um, just just look back for your kids. If you can look back for your purse, or if you can take one shoe off and look back for your shoe, because that's another thing, another tip. Take one shoe off and put it in your back seat, because when you get out of the car, you'll notice that you don't have a shoe on, and yeah, it'll be back there with your kids. So anyway, if that's what you got to do, I mean, keep your kids safe. Hey, keep them safe. Yes. If that's what you got to do, do it. But for me, I don't feel like that's what I need to do. Um, and then to kind of go along with that, there's a there's been a recent story on 
which is kind of more the direction I was about to go, but we just kind of got off on that, which is fine. Um, the mother who left her child in the airport. Did you? Did I talk to you about that story? Um, no? I don't think so. So it wasn't in the States. Um, and I'm not 100, I can't remember right the second where it was. But anyway, um, mom is in the airport with, I'm talking like three month old or something. Like imagine Amaya, like the baby is months yeah. old, not talking, not walking type thing. Um, so got to be in an infant carrier or something. Aren't they usually the first ones to get on the plane? If you have a child, you can get on earlier, which I would think, hey, use that as your your ticket. But uh, anyway, <laughs> so, yeah, she gets on the plane. She the plane. Well, this, the original story makes it seem like the plane took off and they came back and landed. It did not take off um, from what I hear. And they were still on the um, tarmac or whatever. I guess that's what it's called. That's what it's called, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, they were still there, but they were like about to leave. And she freaked out when she realized that she didn't have her infant child with her and was like, we got to go back, whatever. Da, da, da. So they communicate with air traffic control or whatever and come back and she gets her baby. But I'm just like, what happens after this? Like, do, does somebody investigate this or does, how, do, how does this work? I don't, I don't understand. think child services would be called for that. I'm not sure. It's not in the States, so maybe things might be a little bit different. But anyway, she left her child in terminal. And I'm just like, who didn't look? This is not like some shoes. Or you left to carry on luggage. Um, This is not like a pair of shoes somebody left up under the chair. Or like, this is a whole child that is sitting in the terminal. And like, I imagine a baby carrier, some kind of car seat, a stroller maybe even. And nobody noticed. She did not notice. Like, how many people walk by this baby in the freaking airport? And there's no mother, no father. It's, nobody's it's just around, there. just the baby. Like, I just wonder what that whole story is. What about airport security? Nobody's like, what, what in the world? How does this happen? I'm so confused. And they got cameras up everywhere. Everywhere. But I mean, even, that, that ain't even it. I'm talking about the human being that walked by this baby and was not like where is this baby's mother this is not like a 13 year old walking around the airport i'm not going to look for their mother yeah, i'm talking an infant in, in a car in that seat situation a lot of people be like it's not my problem it's not my crazy i, I don't it's not my situation i don't have to deal with this i got something else gotta do crazy. You know, that's how some people look. So, yeah, like, these situations are these situations are very unfortunate, and um, I pray that that mother does not leave her child anywhere else. There's people, you know, of course you get all the, the different opinions and the different stories, and there are people who are like, hey, I get it. You got a lot going on. You're in the airport. It's busy, whatever. You, I don't know, whatever might have been happening. The baby finally fell asleep and maybe you left them. I don't know, whatever. I can't find the the best excuse because I, my brain can't fathom it. But there are people out there who are trying to say, hey, give her a break. But there is also the other side of the people who are like, nope, not happening, not giving her a break. She gets nothing from me. And they're like, I won't, I won't accept it. You you probably did it on purpose or whatever else. And so people are like, maybe she really was like, I don't want this baby no more. 
I'm just going to leave him in the airport and get on the plane. And then she felt bad and she felt like, hey, I might get in trouble. And she came back for it. I don't know that that would actually be um, her thought process. I don't know where her thought process is. I don't know her. But anyway, <laughs> I just feel like... I feel like that's a little extreme. <laughs> if that's what she did, then she, mm, let me just tell you, I don't even have words for what she deserves. But people, if you're listening and you don't want your child, there is a police department. Take your child, leave them there. No questions asked. They'll be safe. At least let the child have that. Take them to a church. Oh, no. I mean, we attend church. I love church. That's my church. Um, but yeah, back in the day, things were different. I'm just saying, I wouldn't take my child to church and just be like, "Hey, I don't want them no more." Take them to the police office, let them, officer, let them know. But anyway, that's <laughs> neither here nor there. I'm not taking my children anywhere okay. to drop them off. You okay? <laughs> I'm you good. Are. Okay. Um, but yeah, so. I have looked up some different parenting styles and um, I would also be interested to know what parenting styles these people who leave their kids are. But anyway, um, I pray that we're never that person. Um, There are some cultural labels because there's like the when I was looking up these parenting styles, Mm -hmm. there's the um, what do you say? The counselor. I I don't know real terms for this, but anyway. The labels that like counselors would use authoritative parenting, authoritarian parent. If you are a counselor, correct me, but I don't know. And then permissive. We're not going to do those. We're going to do the cultural labor labels. Okay. There's the tiger parent. Ooh. <laughs> really? We're I not. It. It's not a sexy tiger. Uh, really? <laughs> I cannot deal with you. <laughs> There's the hummingbird parent. Mm. Oh my goodness. Do we really have flutter, 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 flutter. Okay, I would like to see what sound effect you have for this next one then. Okay, go for it. Attachment parenting. Really? Oh my god. All right. Here's the last one. You ready okay, for the sound go, effect? Go for it. Free range parenting. Free range? Mm-hmm. Ooh, did I stump you? Wait a minute. He went for it. I see. I didn't say see. Uh uh-uh, uh. No, I need to, sound effects. I'm trying to. I'll have a sound book and a fly. Exactly. Anyway. So I think most of us probably know. <laughs> probably know what um, helicopter parenting is. Um, this. Can you not? I'm sorry, my bad. Good was, lord. So the helicopter parent is um, the parent who is always hovering over their child. Um, they solve their problem. This is according to mother, motherly.com or something like that. Um, they try to solve their um, kids' problems and even when they are young adults. So this website gives the example of an, a, a young adult college student and the parent trying to call the college professor to get their grade changed. No. Helicopter parenting. Not um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want you to say what you are. Okay. I want you to listen. Okay, go ahead. Okay. 
Okay. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, I know which one I am. So it says, as we see now, the real downside to the helicopter parenting approach is a lack of independence and resilience on the part of the kids. Okay. Um, the next one is the tiger parent. Why are you laughing at the tiger parent? I was going through the sound. Oh, God. <laughs> it says it generally refers to parents who prioritize their child's academic success among, I mean, mm, above almost anything else, much like a combination of helicopter parent and authoritarian, uh, that one. <laughs> <laughs> so these parents can be very demanding, but also limit their child's choices and in independence. Okay. Tiger parent demanding limits choices and in independence. Okay. Then you got the hummingbird. Mm. Don't, yeah, don't sound. Don't sound I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. You sure? You stopped me with one. And yeah. I, hey, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> um, so the hummingbird parent is the muted version of the helicopter parent. Hummingbird parents hover, but they don't interfere too much in the decisions of their children. They remain physically or psychologically nearby to jump in if their children need them but they try not to make decisions for them or prevent them from their failures. Okay. Let the child make some mistakes. Let them make some choices. If you fall, I got you. I'm going to pick you up. That type of thing. Mm. Okay. okay. Um, and then attachment parenting. So attachment parenting was interesting to me, but it's, it was, it was a little bit confusing. Well, not really. Okay. So let me just read it. Um, it's a parenting style that involves close physical contact with kids, like bed sharing and baby wearing, as well as responsiveness and reading baby's cues. So like for Amaya, I read her cues for, for when she needs to eat. I don't time it. I don't know when. Like if you ask me when, how long she eats, when's the last time? Like the doctors do? Yeah. I don't know. She eats when she gets hungry. When she shows me signs that she's hungry and then I just feed her. So, yeah, those, those are like reading cues okay. um, or like if people who let their kids sleep with them, um, baby wearing. I do baby wearing, but baby wearing and stuff like that. So what is that? I don't know what that is. Baby wearing? Yeah. What is that? When I use my wrap and I. Oh, baby okay. okay. Yeah. I'm with you now. So all of that is attachment parenting. Okay. And then. You want to start smacking the mic? So? I didn't smack it. It was not <laughs> up here. It was down okay, here. Okay, anyway. I didn't mean to do it. Um, you threw me off. Oh, free-range parenting. Okay. Free-range parenting is, to me, exactly what it sounds like. I'm stoked. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's really? Not, it's not on the stove. It yeah. is not on the stove. Okay. Guys, don't... Jerome is a little special. Don't, don't go by what he says. Um... It is <laughs> free range parents allow um, more independence for their kids. Um, they are more likely to allow their children to take on age appropriate responsibilities and freedoms like walking to school on their own, visiting a nearby park unsupervised or allowing them to fail at a task in order to build grit. However, the free range philosophy is not without rules or boundaries. Free range parents just focus more on building confidence, resilience, and coping skills in their kids. In this endeavor, they rely more on everyday life experiences rather than adult organized activities. 
So that's free range painting. Oh, I'll get you up a few things. And that is exactly right. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, at the bottom of the article, in bold, it does say, in reality, most of us represent a mix of several different parenting styles. Okay. So, I was trying to figure out, like, where would would my mom fall in that category? Why are you so in my brain? I didn't. Okay, so guys, I did not tell Jerome. The only thing I told Jerome about what the podcast was going to be about was parenting. Boom, left it at that because I want, I always want to make sure that it's very, um, like our conversation is like fresh. Like we're not. Yeah, it's not rehearsed. Like, it's not like on edge. I didn't not, tell not scripted or anything like that. I'm not fine with that. Yeah, guys, you would definitely know if it was scripted. I have tried. <laughs> it's not good. To not to, but not for the podcast, but I have tried to get him to do voiceovers for me because um, I mean, uh, listen to him. They suck. They suck. They don't suck. But after um, what the twentieth take? That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> we get it right, and it's not that it sucks because of his voice. Now his voice is amazing. I hear it. It oh, sounds great you. right now. Thank you very much. Really, you try to put on your sexy voice, oh, man. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> oh my god! But it's because him trying to read my words because I worded the way I wanted to. He's like, he gets all jumbled up. But anyway, focus. Jeez. I, I didn't do it. I just said, I was wondering where my mom felt, felt in that. Okay, that's what I was going for. Anyway, that's the part <laughs> where I was getting to. So, Jerome is all in my head. I want to first start off with what we are in okay. our parenting style. And then I was going to talk about our parents' parenting style. Okay. Jeez. Let's do that. Let's do that. <laughs> I didn't mean to jump ahead. I didn't. I didn't Just know. jumping ahead. No, I mean that's what popped in my head. You're like, all in my brain over here. You, while you was talking, I was like, "Man, where's my mom?" Anyway, somewhere. Well, duh, she's a parent. Yeah. Anyway, so um, I definitely don't think that I'm a helicopter parent because um, you do not hug. I don't. I'm like uh-huh. Aaliyah, girl. Just Trial don't. Just, just don't break no bones or nothing. <laughs> you do it once and it hurt. You won't do it again. You won't do it twice. That's my theory. That is. That theory. is my theory. If she, hey, look, people are like she gonna fall off. I done told her already. Like, and that's oh, it. She, she's standing on this. She gonna fall off of it. Mm-hmm. Hey, get off of it. She gets off of it. Okay, cool. You listened. She get back on it. You're gonna fall and hurt yourself. She still wanna stay up there. Okay, fall and hurt yourself then. And I'm not, not like that. I'm the one that's going to throw the pillows down there on the floor and make sure if she does fall, she has something soft to fall on. Yeah. That's, that's me. That's me. I don't want to see my baby hurt. She won't be hurt long. She a kid. She bounce back. No, I don't want to see them hurt. Ever. Well, they're going to get hurt. I so anyway. Um, <laughs> so are you the helicopter parent then, sir? I told you I'm a lot of. I mean, the main one, sir. No, no. Your main, your main no. thing. Okay, no. so you're not a helicopter parent. Neither no. am I. Tiger parent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, prioritize academic success above all else. This, the, the no. tiger parent is a little confusing to me because that doesn't. I mean, all we're talking about is academics. Yeah. So these parents they're, they're, don't care about nothing. Else? Well. They do because it's a means y'all, to y'all get to. Y'all hear how he's a pro now? He's a pro at these things. Go ahead. It's a means to get to. You just want to cut me off like that. <laughs> That's how you're going to do me? That's how you're going to do me. Okay. Go ahead. Right. It's a means to uh, get to. It's a, it's a means to get to the goal that they, they set for their child. 
Like you can't you can't get through high school with mediocre uh, grades. Yeah, you can. Well, if you pay the right money, of course, yes, no, you can. You or you can. know the right people. Mm-mm. You just can. <laughs> well, I'm just saying off of what I've experienced. That was you, like, what, can't, 50 you, years ago? No, because I'm only 48. <laughs> I love you, too. But I'm saying that uh, parents that are uh, all about athletics, they're going to make sure that their child is making the grades so they can get to that Ivy League school or that particular school that they went to that they have more pool so they can have an easier ride. And then once they get through that level of, of uh, academic, not academic, but uh, collegiate uh, sports, and they can go on to pro, which is what they're trying to shoot Hold for. Hold on, wait, wait. This what? says nothing about athletics on it. But that's, that's what that's it says. That academic success. Oh, it says prioritize their child's academic success oh, above sorry. anything else. Oh, bad. Yeah, anyway, so these <laughs> parents are also limit their child's choices and dependence. That's, that's almost the same thing, though, for, for No, no. It just. Shh. It's okay. <laughs> limit their child's choices and independence. They can be very demanding. That ain't you, Mr. Uh-huh. Not. You sound like your mama. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> hush. Jeez. Um <laughs> limit choices and independence. Okay, I don't limit Leah's choices and well, I mean to a certain extent because you gotta, you know, do something with her. You can't just can't just let her just run loose all willy nilly. Jeez. Yeah, but we we let her have a lot of freedom. Yeah, yeah. We let her have a lot of freedom, but we're not um, demanding and we don't really limit her independence like that. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't believe we're tiger parents. Mm-hmm. Hummingbird parents. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that I'm more of a hummingbird parent. Because the, okay, hummingbird parent, muted version of helicopter. Like, I'm there. I see her when she falls off the brick wall. Yeah. I'm there. But you better pick her up after. Yeah, when you get up, girl, come on, let's put a band aid on it, go play. You said a band aid. <laughs> I just said, walk it off. <laughs> Hold on, how do you go from, how do you go from, I don't want to see my baby hurt, and then just walk it off? I told you, I'm a little bit of everything. I am. Okay. She'll fall, and I'm like, is it hurt bad? Yeah. Walk it off. Okay. No. okay. Next time she get hurt. <laughs> I do that every time she does it. Okay. Every time she gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Okay. I do that. Mm-hmm. I don't say shit. Better say walk it off. <laughs> no. So, okay. Y'all don't judge me. But Leah, Leah the other day, she did something to her finger um, and hurt it. And so I was like, oh no, what did you do to your finger? Let me see it. Why is my baby's response to me? <laughs> but mommy, you see it, but you don't cut it off, okay? <laughs> I tell my child, if she she gets so extra sometimes. Oh, gosh. So, 
Um, if she tells me something hurts, then I'm like, and it's like nothing wrong with her at all whatsoever, because she does that. Then I'm like, oh my goodness, is it that bad? We're going to have to cut it off. We're going to have to get your your whole hand amputated because your finger hurts. Oh, and yeah, my three-year-old knows what amputated means. Because she's like, no, don't cut it off, mommy. And then she's better. No, she's not traumatized. She good. Look, my mama used to tell me she was gonna bust my brain completely out of my head. Oh lord! Bust it down to the white meat? No, out completely your head. out my head. Goodness. Hey, she said I could argue with a brick wall. So go ahead, mama too. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just saying, I'm gonna amputate her hand off, and then she just be like, "No, my finger's fine. It's okay. You can I'm just kiss it." I'm gonna actually start using my other phrase. Oh gosh, you know what? Watch it. You do. You do say that. <laughs> you say that to me, though. You don't say it to her. I say it to her, too. So just go watch it. It'll be okay. Anyway, <laughs> so I think that I'm more of the hummingbird. You try to remain um, physically nearby to jump in if she needs me. See, I like for her to be able to do some things. She's three, so she does three-year-old things on her own. And then when she gets to the little spot where she gets to like the four or five year old thing mm-hmm. and she can't do it no more, mm-hmm. then mommy jumps in. Okay. Okay. Alright. That's mommy how it hurts. Jumps mommy jumps right on in there. Gotcha. Yeah. But I let her try to work it out first herself. Okay. How do you think she learned how to peel a cutie? She said, Mommy, can I have something out the refrigerator? Sure, you can have whatever you want. Go ahead. I'm talking about refrigerator at work, guys. The refrigerator at the house, I can't say that to you. <laughs> <laughs> but my refrigerator at work, it stays, it either has nothing in it or it has something in there that she can actually have. And it is a mini fridge. So, anyway. Oh, um, I that refrigerator. Sure. Yeah, it was actually a, what, Father's Day gift? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I gave it up. You're such a good father. I tried <laughs> Slash husband. I'm still learning. Um, so, yeah. She's like, can I have something out of the refrigerator? So I'm like, sure, go ahead, get something out of the refrigerator. Whatever you want. She grabs a cutie. Okay. Can I have this, Mommy? Yeah, you can have it. Mommy's working. You gotta peel it yourself. Boom, she figured it out. Now, she had a whole bunch of little tiny pieces. <laughs> <laughs> but from this point on, mm-hmm. or from that point on, whenever she wants a cutie, go get it. You can have it. And she figures it out. You say that a lot, too. Figure it out? Yeah, figure it out. I mean, you gotta learn how to figure it out. If you can't figure it out. She can figure things out at three. Yeah. And she tells me all the time, I'm not a baby mommy. If you're not a baby, you can figure things out. Even babies figure things out. Amaya has figured out that if she's tired, she can just stick her fingers in her mouth and lay her head down. (laughs) Um, Too much. So yes, hummingbird parent. That 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 really sounds like me. Okay, let's let's find out what I am. You're not the hummingbird. I I told you I'm I'm a I'm a lot of. I know you're a lot of them. Everybody is. So I don't know what my main one is. I don't know. Okay. Well, the last one. No, no, no. There's two more. Attachment parenting. Oh, that may be. No, it is not. Bed sharing. She shares bed with us. Yeah, when she, her bed, when she wakes up in the morning, she gets oh. in the bed with us. 
I ain't going back upstairs to put it back in the bed. Exactly. <laughs> um, it involves close physical contact with kids, bed sharing, baby wearing, um, responsiveness and reading to baby, reading baby's cues. Sorry, you do not read their cues. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't understand what they are. But she make a face in life. That's not a funny face. Change it. Really? <laughs> And then you gonna you gonna try to act like I'm crazy today when I said fix your face because she was looking all crazy. <laughs> so yes, I, we're not attachment parents. We could breathe through that one. Dang. <laughs> free range. Shout out to all the attachment parents, I guess. Um, free range parenting. Mm. Um, that is the opposite of the helicopter parent, which means you allow more independence. Um, and allow her to do things that are of her age level. Like, she, we, so the walking to school thing wouldn't work because, well, for one, we, it's a 15 minute drive to school, yeah. and two, she's still. Yeah. But, um. I wouldn't do that to my baby. Get a bike. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I don't know, because this is allowing them to fail at a task in order to build grit. Would you allow her to fail at a task? I don't think you would. That's why y'all have such issues with homework. Because Jerome's like, trace the letters. Jerome's like, trace the letters, Leah. And she goes like a little bit outside of the letter. And he's like, no, 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 stay inside. (laughs) I'm like, she's three, dude. Chill out. She knows how to stay inside the room. No, she does not. She does. She does. Jerome, you just stress her out. (laughs) You stress her out. She's three. All she got to do is play. Not according to you when you're doing that homework, sir. I'm like, look, the way she does her homework and the way she does her little tracing her letters and stuff in class, that's what they expect to see on her homework, too. They just want her to keep trying it. Jeez. I'm trying to do better. So anyway, free range. Are you a free range parent? Uh, Are you a parent, dude? I don't know. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that out. I don't know where I fall. I don't neither one of those things like I'm more of. I don't know. So you need to go back to like the the um what was I saying? Permissive authority. Uh, I'm gonna try this word. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. Authoritarian. Oh, duh, April. Authoritarian or authoritative. Okay, authoritative is, I'm going to just kind of skim over this. Um, authoritative parents are not too strict, but not too permissive. Stand with Ray. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't even sound like English at first. It took me a minute to figure out what you said. Oh, my God. <laughs> they provide boundaries, but are also open to some age-appropriate negotiation with kids. Okay. Mm. okay. All right. If then, you clean your room, you can watch TV. Uh, yeah, that's negotiation. There you go. I can probably, yeah. Okay, listen to the other ones okay. before you decide. Yeah. Authoritarian parent is, this is what today today's parents might call the old school style. They're very strict, demanding, and offer very little room for flexibility or independence. That's authoritarian. Oh, no, that's not me. And then permissive parenting um, is the laissez-faire form of parenting 
guidance and boundaries are not prioritized and children are allowed to make their own choices. Um, it focuses a lot on meeting the emotional needs of kids. They also provide few controls on behavior as well. The set of situation. This sets up a situation in which the child may feel insecure due to lack of rules or structure. Uh, so you're the authoritative parent. I, I don't think I'm that not Yeah, you not are. I don't think I'm Why not? Not too strict, but not too permissive. They provide boundaries, but are also open to some age-appropriate appropriate negotiations. That don't sound like you? Okay, yeah. 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 That sounds I, like I'll you. Take that one. I'll take that. One. sounds like probably the both of us, but those, so those are the, um, what I was talking about earlier when I said these are the, um, cult, uh, not cultural, um, counselor type definitions of parenting. And then the ones that we went over first were the categories that are like the cultural labels. Um, So Jerome is the authoritative parent because he had to go back to the old school way of doing things. He he couldn't get with the the new school uh, cultural labels. (laughs) And um, I am a hummingbird parent. So now let's move on to what we think our parents are. I think I think that I have to go. Okay, we'll we'll do one on one. Like I'll do okay. one, and then you do one, and I'll do one, and you do one. Okay. Okay. So um, I'm gonna start with my dad. Okay. <laughs> okay. Say okay like no, that. no, that's a good one. That's a good one. I think that for my dad. Um, I would have to like, he's like on the edge of two, but I'm going to have to go back to the, I'm going to have to do like you. I can't do the cultural labor with him. I think that my dad is more like authoritarian slash, um, authoritative because I mean, he, he let, he let me do stuff. Okay. It's hard to say because he's very different with all of us. Well, one, because two, two of my siblings, like, are his actual kids. And then one of, how many kids? There's four of you guys <laughs> all together. My goodness. Oh, God. <laughs> so two of my siblings, so th- the three of us are actually his kids. But my brother, he's, that's a whole nother. He wasn't really, um, he didn't live with oh, us a lot. Gosh. So why you gotta be so why you <laughs> Go ahead. Go my brother ahead. didn't live with us a whole lot, so I don't really know what kind of parent he was to our brother. Um and then I really didn't pay much attention to how much like what kind of parent he was to my sister because I mean he at the time he was parenting her, he was parenting me. Whatever. So anyway, but then my other sister is not his like blood child. Like, yeah, whatever. So she was older when he came into her life so and I wasn't born yet obviously because she's older than me and I'm the baby <laughs> but anyway um they had different struggles because he I mean you know he came into her life when she was older and so it, he wasn't her dad and so she was kind of just like who are you bye get out my face <laughs> so who's the oldest um what are you, what are you talking about who's the oldest you should know that Erica oh really Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Never mind. Who did you think was older than Erica? Pierre? Yeah, I thought so. Oh, no, he's not. 
So it's, it's Erica, Pierre, Sierra, and me. So, yeah. Um, my dad, for me specifically, he's like authoritarian slash authoritative. And I just say that because he's very old school in like that whole um, a child is a child and, you know, you, you do what you're told that just like, you know. but not heard. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Kind of more of that type of um, mindset. But at the same time, I mean, he didn't shut me down completely and stuff. But, but at the same time, I wasn't like, like I wasn't a leader. I wasn't all that like free spirited, just, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So I don't know how that would have been if I was that child. But um, he didn't, he wasn't like, you have to do this and you absolutely are the worst child if you don't. It wasn't like that. Right. Um, so that's why I say he still had that authoritative where he was like open to some negotiation, age appropriate type thing. Um, but I think I did most of my negotiating with my mother. So, okay. uh, um, now, since we're talking about dads, okay. my father, even though I didn't live with him a lot, mm-hmm. he was still present in my life all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but through my sisters and my baby brother, I knew exactly how he was. And he was just like your father. Mm-hmm. The exact same way. Uh, he's old school. He had structure. Uh, he always looked at kids being seen and not heard. Mm-hmm. Um, know your place. Uh, stay out of grown folks' stay, business. Yeah, stay out of grown folks' business. And he was quick to say that. Yep. Um, and that that's basically how he was. But he gave you room to have freedom of your own. Mm-hmm. He would let you make your own decisions, just like... My brother Junior, he plays sports. Even though grass, dirt, dust would just break him out and all that stuff. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, he had every allergy under the sun, but, you know, he did what he wanted to do because that was his choice. And just like the girls, it was the same way. Um, and they did what they wanted to do within reason. Yeah, of course, that's how Sonny ended up being a Delta, and he's a signal. Uh, I mean, just saying that. She made that choice. <laughs> okay. But that's pretty much how my father was. Okay. So my mother, I would say she is every bit of the authoritative parent. She's all, she was all about, yeah, I'm cool with you. Kind of, I'm going to tell you what the rule is. And there is some stuff that's, that's, that's the rule. That's what it's going to be. And I mean, that's just, that's just life. But at the same time, for her, there was some stuff, like I always use the example, um, a lot of parents trying to make their kids eat all their vegetables and all this stuff and whatever else. And, you know, you always have that battle. Um, but for my mom, it was always, if you get a spoonful and eat that, I'm good. And so I feel like that was the negotiation where we were like, I don't really like green beans and I don't want to eat them. Mm-hmm. Then she was just like, I cook, get a spoonful of green beans. And then whatever else you want, macaroni and cheese, what, whatever else it is that you want, grab that too, but just eat that spoonful. And I'm like, that's not too much to ask. So we never really had to have like the knockdown drag outs because it, it, there was a negotiation that you, you still need this, but I'm going to let you have a little bit of say in this and I'm not going to make you, I'm not going to pile on your plate. Because she always said, I mean, we're kids and you're not going to eat with so much anyway. So why am I going to put 
a whole half a plate of green beans on a half a thing of green beans on your plate and then be like you got to eat all those green beans before you can get up from this table like that's crazy so yes my mom is every bit of the authoritative i think that she would be able to go a little bit into the hummingbird type thing too whereas she she let us make decisions and things um and she would she'd be there and she'd be like you know if you need me i'm here but you go ahead and do whatever it is. You know, that's what that's what your choice is. Cool. Um, I'm here whenever you need me. Um, and so there were some things that she talks about with my oldest sister, Erica. Um, she went to London and she did like a lot of travel with UCA. Um, and my mom was like, she just went off and did her own thing. Like she wasn't scared. I was scared for her. But my mom didn't like, she wasn't going to like put her thumb, her thumb down on her and be like, you got to stay here. You can't do, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, she just was, I'm, I'm here. If she <laughs> runs into some trouble or she needs me or she needs advice, whatever, right. I'm here. But she's just running off and I'm just going to let her do it. And I'm going to watch. I'm standing here, though, you know. So I think that she also kind of got hummingbird, too. Okay. Well, uh, for my mom, my mom was a, she was a free hummingbird. A free hummingbird. Okay. All right. I can get rid of it. Because, like, all right, my mother birthed and she kept me. I mean, I was with her for the greater, well, not the greater part, my my earlier life, I guess you could say, uh, between birth to about four or five years ago. I mean, five years old. And then she came up to North Carolina, and I stayed in South Carolina with my grandma. By the time she like got me, I was 11 years old. Mm-hmm. So all the bad stuff that she would experience between okay. 11, well, left 11 and, and five, she didn't get to experience that. Now granted, she did come down and, you know, she saw me holidays and special days and birthdays and stuff like that. But all that other stuff, she never got to experience that. Mm-hmm. So by the time I got to her, I was already broken. You know, all the bad stuff that I would normally would do as a child, as a young child, yeah, she didn't get to see all that or experience it. So I was already calm and knew right right from wrong. So it was an easy transition for her. Mm-hmm. Once I got with her, well, she was like, well, you know how to do your homework. You know when the when the street lights come on, you need to be at home. You better be in that house. That's right, and you know that um, you don't let nobody else in this house mm-hmm. besides me and your your stepdad, mm-hmm. and that's it. No people overnight and stuff like that unless moved by me. But she also let me have a whole lot of freedom. Like if I want to stay out with a friend of mine. All we gotta do is just call her and let her know. Mom, be a Curtis. Okay, you good. She knows who Curtis is. Now, if she didn't know who the person was, she had to meet him and said, okay, I'll approve him. You can go do whatever. And she didn't have those type of, I didn't have those restrictions. I didn't, matter of fact, once I turned 15 years old, I had really no restrictions at all. I could stay out until 12 o'clock if I wanted to. Just because I was, doing everything I was supposed to be doing. I was staying safe. I was doing my homework, doing my projects. I was active in school. I was always 
nice and calm and never got in trouble, never got hurt, never put anybody else in a position where they would be hurt. And so she didn't have those type of worries. Mm-hmm. So she she could lay back. Yeah. And she didn't really start worrying about me until college. Mm-hmm. I'm going off to college, oh. then, you know, I'm not there. I'm not at the house. She don't know what's going on. Now, if I had some problems, I'll let her know. And then she would help out and try to fix them wherever she can. But that was pretty much it for her. So what, what was that parenting style you made up again? My mom was a free hummingbird. A free hummingbird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love it for her. I love it for her. And so we got a free hummingbird, we got a hummingbird, we got a authoritative hummingbird. Yeah, you can then we got that. authoritative authoritarian. Yep. Two of those. Two of those. Uh, Two of those. And I think they all work out great. I think so too. We, we need, we need all well. these. Uh, yeah, I think we're talking about you. You bumps and bruises, but you know, nothing that don't heal. But you know who else had a, a big hand in our brain? Our? Yeah. Oh, our grandparents? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I don't know how uh, your grandparents have way more uh, to do with your upbringing than mine. My, my, well, first off, my grandfathers didn't have any, I don't, I don't really know them, know them. But my grandmothers, one of them, we visited her. I mean, she she doesn't live in our city, it's still in our state, but what, Henderson is like, what, an hour or so away? Yeah. Um, and so we would go there, but we weren't there like regular, regular. Um, and so my other cousin, she had a big hand in. But um, I definitely learned some life lessons there. And then my grandmother was here. Um, she look, she was like, I raised my kids. I ain't raising y'all. <laughs> but at the same time, um, I spent a lot of time with her. And so she did have a lot a big hand in like just dropping some good nuggets of wisdom into my life and so I think that I'm thankful for those nuggets and I you know every time I think about her and and my my grandma Myrtle and just the wisdom that they you know the knowledge that they dropped and the wisdom that they dropped into my life I think about just Aaliyah and wanting her to Aaliyah and Amaya now and just wanting them to both kind of soak that up from from their grandparents and right. just how how that what that's gonna be like for them because I'm just like yeah my my grandma she gave me some stuff she was the truth mm-hmm. and uh, I really wish she could have met my grandma Myrtle but uh, she passed on before well before we we got married but she. Oh, John would have loved her, but yeah, she she would no filter, <laughs> no filter. But um, yeah, amazing people. So grandparents do have a lot to do. With, oh, they do. Cause yeah, just like well, for myself, my mother's mother is what is this person that took me uh, once my mom moved up here five, and you know she she was extremely extremely strict. Like there was everything was cut and dry. It's, Way, no way. Period. Well, no highway. No, no highway. Mm-hmm. It was her way. Period. And for a young male of, of like myself, uh, from five at five years old, I understood 
you know, what I understood what she was trying to to teach me. Uh, even though I didn't love the life lessons and stuff like that, uh, it got to a point where I feel like I wanted to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I had the opportunity at the age of seven to move in with my, my father's father. And he really set the tone for how I live my life. Like mm-hmm. church going, uh, always helping uh, everybody in, in, the, in the city. Uh, he was a janitor at a uh, local high school in town. And he was just a sweet guy. He was a farmer. Uh, he was just a great guy. Mm-hmm. And he taught he, he was the one person that taught me how to count. Well, he was the first person to me, taught me how to count. And he did it with cars, which is one of the biggest reasons why I still play cards to this day. Mm-hmm. And I'm yes. So, yeah. Parenting is not done just by hey, it takes a village. It does. It takes a village. And so but um you know what? I just wanna make one last comment. Uh-oh. Why do you say uh oh? <laughs> so when I was um originally thinking of the idea for this episode, um, and what we would do, I was like, Man, am I gonna have enough content from just trying to, you know, talk about parenting styles and we're at like 53 minutes right now you talk too so much. i talk too much yes. so anyway um that kind of goes <laughs> back to uh when we originally started the podcast podcast or talked about it uh-huh. and jerome you know in his whole talk, talk, whatever you know. i don't talk that much what you talking about anyway so um <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and wrap up the podcast here okay. i think it was a good one I think it was awesome. Yeah. So, um, we'll it could have been longer. It could have been longer. Oh. Jerome likes to talk, and he's about to make it longer. Don't do that. <laughs> Man, I love you. I love you too. So, yes, um, make sure you guys go ahead and click the little uh, button to record a, a, a voice memo and leave us a voice memo. Let us know um, if you're a parent what parenting style fits you yes. um, and your thoughts on them and then also don't forget about when we talked about at the beginning leaving kids in the car and um, um, the lady with the kid at the airport and yeah. her. what's your thoughts on that too so click the little voice memo leave us something and uh, maybe we'll share it on the next podcast oh, yeah. what's your we'll thoughts on we'll do a little a little recap on the next one let, and let people hear the um the recordings and what you guys thought so um and also if you have been listening and you're kind of listening through because i normally share on facebook so if you're kind of listening through that um if you regularly listen to podcasts you can also listen to us on most of your other um podcast options so we're trying to get on itunes but I'm not really sure what's uh, or Apple Podcast, I guess I should say. Big time. But um, <laughs> um, I'm all Apple guys. I'm all Apple. She is. But yeah, so I'm not sure yet if we're there. I don't think we are. But when we get there, or maybe you guys can help us get there. I'm not sure. But go to Anchor, Anchor.fm, and uh, look for us. Let's talk. That's I'm the best thing about people too. Yeah, I want to hear from you guys. That, I think that will make this podcast even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, we'd love to hear from you. Go ahead and click that button, record a voice memo. We'll listen to it, 
we might shout you out on the next podcast and uh, go ahead and, and, and kind of, I guess, get some little dialogue going here. Yeah. Um, thanks, you guys, for listening. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. Let's talk later. Let's talk later. See you.